What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Ask, Ask Live Lean, Live Lean TV. TV. And this kind of feels a little bit like Groundhog Day. Um, yeah, so we had a little um, error with, we did a couple of episodes like four days ago or yeah. something, and the sound was ranked. <laughs> it ranked. <laughs> it was ranked. The sound just was, not, I mean, this being a podcast as well, like you got to get the sound somewhat on par. Like we're still learning, but. Brad's um, voice was like the sound, screechy. The mic, the settings in the mic were just off, so. Yeah. We we're filming again, we so we're gonna go through that. your guys' same questions again, and we're gonna try to answer them the same way with the same enthusiasm, with the same everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't see the first time, yeah. so it doesn't matter to you. This is all new. But if to it, us, we've been here. But before. if it seems like we're like, oh my god, we're answering this question again, it's because we are. <laughs> but let's not, let's not. Let's just pretend it's the first time. Yeah, but uh, let's jump right into it. So, as you guys are new to the episode, my name is Brad Guthrow. It's my wife, Jessica Guthrow. And uh, if you're listening on the podcast, come on over to YouTube. Check us out on Live Lean TV. That's where we do all of our episodes teaching you guys how to live lean 365 days a year. Even while pregnant. Even yo. while pregnant. Yeah, we're about to become a mom and a dad for the first time. So we're excited about that. And we have lots of questions, guys. Um, but if you want to get your questions in, it's going to take a little while till we get to them. But you can use the hashtag AskLiveLeanTV on Twitter, at Brad Guthrow, and we'll get to the questions eventually in a few episodes, but we have a lot to get through. So with that said, let's jump into it. All right, first question. First question comes from Lana Sexual. So this is a long question, but I'll summarize it. Basically, she's a 22-year-old girl. She weighs 115 pounds, and she counts her calories every day. It sounds like she's been dealing with using bad diets in the past and is worried about metabolism damage. Uh, her maintenance, she says, is 1,200 calories, um, and so some days she only eats 800 to 900 calories, and then some days she eats 1,200 because of fear to damage her metabolism. So do you guys approve of my fluctuating calorie intake? Okay, a couple of things here. Um, just telling us your age and your weight without knowing your height mm -hmm. makes it a little difficult for us to tell what your composition is like, because 115 pounds may be a normal weight for someone who's like four feet tall, but if you're, you know, five, five or above, that's really underweight. So I would actually encourage you to gain some more muscle mass. Um, but you know, everyone has their own ideal body type. And if you want to be super thin, that's a personal choice. And it also matters what your body type is like. Like if you are more of a meso or mm -hmm. an endomorph body type, which means you have like bigger bones and, and such, um, you may still be very low body fat. Yeah, but so, 115, I mean, I doubt yeah. there's much fat <laughs> anyway. Um, but anyway, you want to know if we approve of fluctuating your calories by 300? I'm fine with that. Absolutely, I don't have yeah. a problem with going up and down 300 based on your you know daily activities and what you see on the scale and stuff. I don't recommend you weigh yourself every day. And I also think that eight to 900 calories is really yeah. low. She says she goes on fast walks for an hour a day. So it sounds like yeah. she's not like doing a typical fitness program. Yeah, if, if it were up to us, if we were your trainers, we would have you working out in the gym instead of just walking. Um, doing more like full body movements or even or, just a body know. weight. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't need to be. Yeah, the it gym. doesn't have to be the gym, but I'm yeah. I'm saying we would have you do a program that has you doing full range of motion movements instead of walking only. Like live and lean also fifteen. Eating. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, live lean fifteen is a good example. You can do it at home. Do. No, yeah. no equipment needed. 
Yeah, depending on your goals, you know, that's how you're going to choose your program. Um, but fluctuating your calories up and down by 300 is not a problem. Yeah. But the level you have your calories at might yeah. be... Like 800 calories a day is low. That does damage that, your That worries me a yeah. little bit. So I think we need to, what we need to do is get you working out more, so being more active, so you are burning more calories through the day. Right, raise then your you metabolism. Can, then you can eat more calories yes. st by still being in that deficit. And you'll stay lean instead of just thin. Yeah. All right, so hopefully that helps you yeah. out homosexual. <laughs> okay, so the next question is from A. Schultz13 from Snapchat. How do you feel about intermittent fasting? All right, so we have talked about intermittent fasting Many quite times. a bit, so you may want to go back and check out. So we'll actually film two videos on YouTube specifically on Live Lean TV for that. So if you just go to our channel and type in intermittent fasting, you'll get my, my thoughts on that. Uh, we'll also link up the blog post below. But um, I'm a fan, honestly, but what my question would be to you is what are your goals? Because it depends. So if your goal is to build muscle, I would say intermittent fasting is not optimal for you. But if it's to burn fat and if it's to fit into a lifestyle where you're always on the go or you're very busy. Make eating easier on make yourself. Eating, yeah, like you don't. Reduce your stress. Yeah, I would say intermittent fasting is good reduce for you. Reduce your dishes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I actually really do like it. Um, I've been testing it here and there. Uh, I've never really been on it for a long period of time. Like I think I did a 14 day experiment with it. I really liked it, mm -hmm. but I'm just at this point right now, I'm just kind of like I'm eating, I'm going on, what's the, the term nowadays? It's uh, intuitive. In, intuitive eating where I'm basically like, if I feel hungry, I'll eat, but it's, it's healthy food that I'm eating. So um, go, like, I don't want to spend too much time on this question. you don't have to be super strict about it. I mean, if you guys don't know what IF is, it's when you like wait until noon to start eating and then you stop eating around what, six or eight? Well, it's, so it's a, yeah, 16, eight. So it, it yeah. doesn't matter what time. It's basically just you fast for 16 hours of the day and you eat, have a window of eight hours. But you don't have to be crazy strict about it. Like if it's 1158 and you're hungry, yeah. like go ahead and eat, you know? Yeah. I don't believe in being super strict. Um, with anything unless you have like a super um, strong goal like if you're training for a show or you're yeah. training for an event or something like that then you need to dial up the strictness but we're talking about everyday life like something you're going to do forever like living lean 365 then you know you got to be a little flexible with things so. yeah okay next question from Eric Walker on Twitter says, Hey Brad Guthrie, what are some good protein powders without stevia or artificial sweeteners? Bad reactions when I consume that. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, my protein has some protein powders that have no, they're unflavored. So it's basically one ingredient when you look at All it. All it is is whey protein. It's whey protein. Yeah. I got to put it out there, man. It's not good tasting. It if you, taste if you add it with water, like, and you can it's get that sour. down. It tastes like sour milk. Sour milk. But if you mix it with um, powdery sour. If you mix milk, it, yeah. no, not really. Like if you mix yeah, it with I mean, a, if you okay. mix it with fruit or juice or something, um, it actually you know, I don't even mind it. So you can yeah, you try can that. mask the flavor of it by adding other stuff. But I wouldn't recommend having that plain. What we do sometimes is put like mm. flavored stevia drops because my protein also sells those. Yeah, but he's saying he doesn't want stevia. Oh no, stevia yeah. even. Wow, that's surprising to me because stevia is such a natural sweetener yeah. that most people don't have a bad reaction to mm -hmm. it. But yeah, if you don't want stevia, then just use natural fruit. You could even use honey or maple syrup. Yeah. Um, some sweetener that you you don't. Yeah, it just doesn't yeah. want artificial sweeteners, but if you are okay with natural ones. So we'll link that up below. Um, I'll link it to the protein powder that I've tasted. I've added banana maple syrup to yeah, it. Yeah, banana helps a lot. And it tastes yeah. fine, so yeah. give that a try. Yeah, just make sure you, get, you order the unflavored brand or type. Okay, so Mandy Clark from Twitter. 
Yep. Said she, her um, handle is Winston Lover. Mm, That's Winston. <laughs> we got a lot of lovers today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, I have trouble sleeping at night. I tried melatonin, not much improvement. So mm. do you have any suggestions? Yeah, actually, I just filmed a video for you did a video Live Lean TV. Yeah. Uh, I think it was, depending on when this airs, two weeks ago or so. So go search my channel, 10 uh, Ways You're Ruining Your Sleep. And mm -hmm. then I give you tips on what you should do. Um, but Those I've talked really good tips. I've talked about have. sleep so much on Living TV. So if you just go to the blog or go to the YouTube channel, we'll link up some of the blog posts down below. But um, basically, when you go before you go to sleep, it's a time of de-stress. So turn your TV off. Stop drinking caffeine. I'm drinking an herbal tea right now. Yeah, we got that herbal tea. Yeah, you can get herbal teas with zero caffeine. Chamomile That's tea really is great nice for, for sleeping. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would just gonna say go check out that video because I give you tons of tips on that video. Yeah, uh, I think one biggest tip that comes to mind that you might need to try is wear yourself out more. Mm -hmm. Like make your days more physically demanding. That yeah. should knock you out, yeah. right? <laughs> I just had leg day today. Yeah, and I'm, you're I'm gonna so, sleep like a beast tonight. <laughs> I'm so tired right now. <laughs> yeah. But um, so, yeah. Sleep is so important for your health and yeah. for your muscle recovery and everything. But I think the reason so many people have trouble sleeping is because they don't move enough throughout mm -hmm. the day. So if you have an office job and you just sit in a chair constantly, um, try just getting up, do a few burpees here yeah. and there. Like tire yourself out more and that should knock you out at night. Works for kids too. <laughs> <laughs> I know that from babysitting. <laughs> All right, next question from Kathy Figueroa. Big shout out to Kathy. I know she's been very active on our channel, has been commenting all the time. And she, I, think, I think she was getting a little bit, uh, not annoyed, but just kind of that. Uh, Disappointed maybe. My question didn't get answered again this week. It didn't get answered again this week. We just have so many yeah, questions all... that sometimes they get buried yeah. or mixed up or something. So hopefully yeah. we'll answer this question to the T perfect for you so it makes it worth your weight. <laughs> uh, question is on, she posts on Facebook, uh, do you lower your carbs the day after you had your cheat meal? What would you recommend? Continue the week as usual or lower the carbs the day after your cheat meal to avoid spilling over the carb tank? And do you plan your cheat meal for a specific day of the week um, sometimes or do you just have it occasionally whenever something comes up? Yeah, great question. Okay, so the first thing, I mean it's in parts, right? Do you lower your carbs after you've had a cheat meal? Yes or no? I'm asking you. Oh, okay. I say, <laughs> <laughs> I say no. We pretty much keep our normal days the same. Like a cheat meal is something that is kind of worked in to mm -hmm. your weekly total, like I would say. So it's not like it's above and beyond the carbs you're having because we're having lower carbs throughout the week. You know, it's not like we're eating 300 grams carbs every single day and then 600 on yeah. on cheat day. You know what I mean? So if your carbs are low throughout the week, then that's what that cheat meal is for. It's, it's, the, it's the refeed. It's yeah. refuel is what we kind of call it. So we don't change our nutrition the day after. I would if I had like two huge high carb days in a row, then I might take a third day yeah, of like the, the lowering thing, it. The but. thing that I change after is I load up on water. Yes. And the reason is because mm -hmm. my cheats are obviously pizza all the time, <laughs> loaded with sodium. So I yeah, need so to, salty so, and carby. So I'm so dehydrated after, so I load up on the water and um, helps. That know, helps flush things out. Flush and it like out. Eat, when you feel bloated, the thing you need most is more water. I know it's kind of like counterintuitive. You think you need to stop drinking water, but the more water you drink, the better your yeah. body can like get it out. So drink more water definitely. But Especially since carbohydrates yeah. makes you store more water as well. Yes. So you're gonna feel puffy and bloated and everything. The water will help flush it out. Yeah. 
Um, what else? Do you plan your cheat meal for a specific day of the week? I would say yes. Like in general, Typically, we usually have it on the weekend. Yeah. Um, but if it's a special event, if Brad's birthday is on a Tuesday or, you know, something happens like midweek that we want to use that cheat meal for, we might go clean through the weekend and then have it on Tuesday or something like that. So it is flexible. And, you know, like we say with everything in Living Lean, if this is a lifestyle for you, you have to be flexible about it. Because if you're like a crazy nutcase and like every Saturday has to be cheat day, then it's not fun anymore. Yeah. It's like a chore. So a have lifestyle. more fun with it. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. All right. Hopefully that was, that was worth the wait. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry we took so long. And if you did ask other questions, we'll get to them eventually. Yes, we will. Thank you for your patience. Okay. So we're moving on to Liliana Suriel. Um, Looks on YouTube, from I think. YouTube? Okay. So what are the, some of the most health and fitness related books you guys have read? Also include any other favorite books. I'm an avid reader. Well, there's one little book out there called Think. <laughs> and Live Lean that some author well, wrote some, some. just a little while ago. So if you haven't checked it's that book out, it's about and mindset, mindset where yeah. basically this whole Living Lean, it all started right here. This is why people fluctuate and bounce with their diets all the time. They go down in weight and then they go up in weight and they're like, oh, I can never maintain it or do this. You know why they can't maintain it? Because they're not they there up here right. yet. And it's not that they're not smart, it's just that they're mm -hmm. not thinking of it in a way that this is a whole lifestyle change. Your habits turn into behavior. Like it's, there's a whole thing in there on my book. I talk about six secrets to live the lean lifestyle. So go check out that book. It's had so many great reviews today. People are like, like you were saying, some of your online clients were reading it and they're like, just this switch went off my head. Like, oh my, I never thought of it that way. It's been really awesome to see the transformation with my online clients because before we even had this book, like we'd talk about mindset a little bit, but there wasn't ever really um, that shift happening. You know, that shift is really important. And if you feel like you haven't had that shift yet, because once you've had that shift, living lean just becomes natural, yeah. it becomes easy. It's not the like norm. a fight and a struggle. No. It's not, you don't have to like, force yourself to go to the gym and force yourself to eat salad and you know it just yeah it just flows so much better so I like the word shift because I like that I, you're yeah you're in the flow yeah you're in the flow you're in flow so right there. obviously that's our favorite book but if you had to pick some other books to recommend to her um so health and know. fitness books like you got like Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> books in there. He makes fun of me because I'm like such a bro like deep down inside like I have bro books like yes, build a muscle and um, oh, my shredded nutrition book or yeah. whatever it's called. I have one called Rock Hard Nutrition. Yeah. I mean, like, I love reading, yeah. but most of the books that I'm reading are business-related books or self-development books, which, um, like, my book was written... My my book talked about my journey using the principles from Think and Grow Rich. Mm -hmm. And I basically applied it to the fitness world and how I changed. And I shared so many personal stories of me in that yeah. book. So Think and Grow Rich was one of the books that really put me on the path that I'm on right now. Yeah, and the other thing I feel like about health and fitness related books, like the reason I don't read a ton of them is because everybody has their own like crazy different opinions. Yeah. And there's books out there about being vegan or being low fat or no fat or whatever. There's like all these books about there that are gonna um, influence you about your nutrition and fitness and stuff. But what it really comes down to, like we prefer, um, what do you call it, self-help kind of, it's like personal success Self type books. Yeah rather than health and fitness stuff because you you're going to do whatever food works for you and you know do the workouts that work for you like you don't have to listen to other people's 
advice on that. I'm saying this as like a fitness professional. We guys give you, you know, health and fitness advice all the time. But what it really comes down to is like you wanting to be successful for yourself and just finding that personal drive and that fire that like lights you up and makes you want to take action towards your goals. Like those are the kind of books that we like to read more so than like how to eat, how to work out. Yeah. If that makes sense. Okay, next question comes from Cisco V at Cisco Balls on Twitter. What's up, man? Very active with us. We appreciate that. Hello, Cisco Balls. Um, he said, saw the snap, totally agree about static versus dynamic stretching before the workout. But what oh, is the... Snap. So yeah, you must have saw a snap that I was talking about um, the importance of dynamic stretching versus static stretching before uh -huh. your workout. So he says... Um, there is, he's asking, is there some importance to static stretching? Is there some importance to it? Definitely. Um, yeah, I... Absolutely. Yeah, like for short term, I guess. I Post-workout is yeah. when you do the static stretching. So before, when I say yeah. dynamic stretching, it means basically moving your body. It's movement. Movement. Yeah. So it could be like doing high knees, jumping jacks. But it's like full range of motion, like long movements. Those sort of things. Where yeah. static stretching is the stuff that you see the old guys do when they get to the gym. They grab their ankle and they pull it up to do the quad stretch. Like yeah. it's the first thing that they do <laughs> yeah, when they get there. And as you got to, you got to. Classic old guy move. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. Um, so, I mean, the analogy that was always talked to me when I was doing my certifications and everything was like, you got to think of like, like your body has like an elastic band when you're cold. I thought you were going to say that cold rubber band. When you're cold yeah. and you pull a rubber band, it Snap. snaps. Yeah. When it's warm, it's nice and, um, I'm going to say elastic. Elastic. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you guys get the point. So mm -hmm. dynamic stretching before static after. So when your muscles have been worked out, they're warmed up and everything, then you can actually do the static stretching. So do the yeah. old man quad. And if stretch. you have that cold rubber band, the first thing you're not going to do with it is like pull it all the way to yeah. its capacity. You'd want to like gently coax it in. Coax, coax it. it. Coax it. <laughs> yes. So that's why dynamic stretching is so good for you. But yeah, static stretching when you're already warm, there's definitely merit yeah. to that. So yeah, Make sure you're warm first. Okay, so Dex2 Real on Snapchat wants to know what's your max on bench squats and deadlifts, bro? <laughs> bench, bro. So Dex2 Real. Bench, bro. Um, also very active, man. Appreciate all the snaps. He sent me one of his, uh, some of his photos, man. He's making some big time gains on, on uh, Live Lean Mass. He's trying that out, so he's putting muscle on. I didn't get on. to see those. Yeah, actually his photos disappeared before I could even see it or um, screenshot Submit it. Submit them on the Facebook page, bro. But, inspire, um, inspire the team. Yeah, so if muscle building, man, liveleanmass.com. Go check out that program. But his question is max on bench squats and deadlifts. So it's actually What's very interesting that you're saying that because right now, today, I was actually just did that today, doing, right? um, I'm getting ready for my new program that's coming out, which is a strength-based program. And it's all based on percentages. So percentages of your one rep max. So how much you can lift for just one rep. So I actually haven't got a chance to dig deep into it to figure out what my one rep max is on these. But I'll tell you what I did um, or have benched in the past. I think my bench is at like 275, 285-ish. My bench is with a barbell is not that strong. But with dumbbells, I can kill dumbbells. And I think that has to do something with shoulder flexibility and that I can get um, you know just a better range of motion with dumbbells. I, my, I've done 100... That makes you stronger even? I would think that that would be Well, it's just like I'm putting my my shoulders in a different 
um, mm, location mm, by having like I'm locked in where, yeah, when I'm doing dumbbells, mm. I have the flexibility to move wherever I need to be. I'm not yeah, locked I in. So what do you do with dumbbells? So dumbbells, I've, I've been 105. One, I know that I've done 105s? multiple 105s. On Those eight. are the big boys. Those are the big boys. Hardly anyone even touches that yeah, so, section of the dumbbell. So that's good. That's Squats, um, I think I, I got three... 50-ish, 355, not a huge squat, but I've never really trained for to be strong like that. So that's why I put together this program. So humble. And deadlifts, uh, my deadlift is like 375, so it's... It, higher than your squat. But it should be a little bit higher than that. Like you should be able to deadlift quite a bit more than your, than your squat. So I'm still, I'm with you guys, man. Like I'm on this journey with you to get stronger. It's one of the things that I'm working on. So that's what about, pretty damn strong. I you? think it's all relative, right? It just depends on if you're working on it. Um, yeah. So I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pulling the pregnancy card. Well, you but, haven't been pregnant your whole I life. I know. I know. So I'm going to go way back to the past. And I'll tell you guys what my numbers were like last year because we just did this. I'm eight months pregnant now. So, well, just did this a year ago. Yeah. Like, yeah, we tested our strength. Um, I think it was, when was it? It's like beginning of this year yeah. or I don't know. I know it was at least eight months ago because I've been pregnant. Oh yeah, it was when I was like just first pregnant and we were like, is this a good idea? Do you remember that? Yeah, it was like, don't I was like a few heavy. weeks pregnant and I wanted to test my strength and it was a bad idea. But anyway, so um, my best numbers ever on bench, I know I've done 135. Which is badass. For a girl, it's not bad. That's bad. Considering that's my body weight. Like That's a, pl that's a plate on each side. Yeah. You benched a plate on yeah. your side? Didn't you see that video? I think it's still on YouTube. Are you sure it wasn't the 35s masking for the... Or no, the, were I they, swear. Were they bumper plates? No, I swear. <laughs> There's a video. Okay. It's on my YouTube channel. All right, I hate Okay, it. I had a spotter, but he, he swears he didn't touch it. Yeah, okay, squats. <laughs> okay, and then on squats, I've done 185. And then deadlifts, mine's actually a little lower too than my squat. No, yours was higher. Mine was a little bit a little higher. higher. It should be more. Mine's lower. Mine deadlift is one sixty five. Yeah, so that, that probably and comes I think down that's to just grip strength. I'm like a pussy with it. Like yeah, I don't like you deadlifts. You could do more. She, this right. girl is strong. Like she's. I know, but remember how many times we've had arguments about deadlifts? I like hate them. Yeah. Okay. Next. <laughs> I mean, I love them when they're lighter, but like going super heavy on deadlifts, I just don't really enjoy it. So I don't work on it much. So maybe I should, maybe I should just let's man just wait, up and do let's it. Let's just wait till you're not pregnant. Yeah, okay, not right now. <laughs> Maybe a few months. Okay. That's going to be my goal. You guys have inspired me. Okay. Well, there's a good program coming out. Oh. Maybe I could be your success story, boo. Let's move on. Okay. Moving on. We got Millie McBug. That is such a cute name. Um, is this from Twitter? This looks YouTube. YouTube Millie McBug wants to know. I love cross-country running, and I want to get stronger for playing volleyball. Also a passion. My passion, too. Um, how should I balance the cardio and weight training? All right, so cross-country running, probably not the, just. <laughs> Brad's like, uh, you, so, you do not well, like first, running. First of all, you're, you got multiple goals. So it's kind of like when you have multiple goals, you're trying to chase you know, two rabbits at the same time, yeah, which is you're yeah, never yeah. going to accomplish it. So you got to, if you're really right. serious, well, you, you might accomplish both, figure but you're out, not going to be like stellar. But it sounds like both. you're not, you're not trying to Maybe. be an Olympic cross country runner. You're not trying to be an Olympic volleyball player. So you're just doing this for fun is what it sounds like. Yeah. So that's great. So that's fine. Um, so how should you balance cardio and weight training? So you got to remember certain types of weight training, like what we really um, prescribe to a lot of people, like afterburn style training, you're getting a hell of a cardio workout when you're doing it because you're using um, a workout style that you're basically keeping your rest period short, 
you're moving weight, like your heart rate is getting right up there. So a lot of people don't realize that that you're metabolic, all your major muscle groups. yeah, style yeah. training is going to kill a lot more calories than anything else. It's, and it's like cardio without doing cardio. Yeah, but it's actually helping mm -hmm. your cardio system. So yeah. it's going to help you play volleyball. It's going to help you with cross country running. So what I would say is focus on more metabolic style training, afterburn style training, like you'll see in my livelyandafterburn.com program. And um, so follow a schedule like that. So that basically has you on four lifts a week. And then I think there's one or two optional sprint days in there if you want. Um, but you could switch that out for your cross-country running. Give that a try and see what happens with your body and your cardio and your volleyball skills. Mm -hmm. yeah, and there's nothing like um, doing the sport you want to get better at to get better at it. So yeah. definitely, of course, do a lot of running, play a lot of volleyball. That's going to help you in the most specific way. But yeah, training in the gym, weight training can just help you get all around stronger, which will help you with those sports and more, yeah. you know, everything. So we always encourage everyone to get as strong as you can. And, yeah. you know, working out in the weight room is a really good way of accomplishing that quickly and safely. Okay, guys, last question. It's getting hot in here right now. It is this oh light. Oh, no. Summertime. <laughs> okay. So Joe Knotts from Twitter, his um, handle is at jknotts 76 he wants to know, after a cheat meal, I'll weigh three to five pounds more the next day, and it takes several days to get back down. So do you have any ideas why? I think Joe is one of the dudes that has a sick uh, before and after photo that he sent me transformation oh, as well. Oh, so cool. big ups to you, Joe. Um, so he weighs three to five pounds more the next day after cheat meal. That's basically because, like I said earlier, that when you eat that much carbohydrates in a meal, your body's going to store a lot more water. So that's not mm -hmm. fat. Like for you to gain five pounds of fat from one yeah. day, you'd have to be 3,500 calories, like... Mm -hmm. <laughs> surplus. Like yeah, above and surplus. beyond your regular. Multiply that by five, so you're yeah. looking at... <laughs> oh, yeah. That's... Oh. Thousands and thousands. You're of looking at a lot of so you can't. For it to be fat. So it's basically just stored water. So like as we mentioned in the earlier question, drink a lot more water. It's going to help you flush that water out again, and um, you know just go for a good workout the next day. Don't worry about it. Like the, like you can't freak out when you see these numbers on the scale. That's why we always Absolutely, say the yeah. sca the weight scale is just not a good indicator <laughs> of success or not. The best thing you can do to fix that problem is stop stepping on the scale. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I'm, I'm not saying don't ever step on the scale. I do like the scale but like you can't be like every single minute of the day checking oh do I weigh this I weigh more now like or at the beginning of the day versus then, the end like, of the day it mess with your head, like, there's so many mm -hmm. variables in there that it's not the true indicator mm -hmm. so don't worry about it Joe you're killing it man just keep up the good work we can tell you for sure though that it's not a fat game no it's not yeah have you guys seen those videos like on youtube of people attempting to do the 10,000 calorie challenge yeah they try to eat 10,000 calories in a day i've never seen someone succeed at that i've only seen fails michael phelps they get it oh he probably could yeah that's true but i've seen other like bodybuilder type peak fitness people do it and they get up to like 6,000 and they give up because it's hard to eat that many yeah. calories in a day so all right, ladies oh, and gentlemen, that, oh, that is the last, last question. question of the day. Thank you guys so much for keep coming back, watching these videos, listening on the podcast. Get over to the podcast if you haven't actually gone over and subscribed to the channel yet and leave a review. We love our podcast listeners. Um, I love podcasts. I listen to them every day in the car, every time I'm taking Bruno for a walk. It's like it's a game changer. So hopefully you're listening to these on the podcast as well and changing your life. It's Commuters University. Is that what you call yeah, it? Yeah, it's Drivers University. <laughs> so question of the day. I can't remember if it was my question or your question of the day. I think it was yours. Let's ask the audience something. I want to know what's your one rep max on <laughs> back squat, bench press, 
and deadlift. Tell me below. Aha. Let's see how strong our viewers are. Yes. All right, guys. That's it. We'll see you at the next episode. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Okay. Living, Living lean. lean. Boy.